Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. How to stay motivated when things change. Spring is here, but this year is a little bit weird for all of us runners. Almost all the races across the world have been canceled and your training plans may have been derailed. Many parents have had to switch their work schedules with school being out now, and many people are working from home. Our lives have had to change a lot in these past few weeks, and sometimes that means our training also has to change as well. Today, we are chatting about ways to stay fit and continue to stay motivated to exercise during this time of change. I have with me today, Jason Phillippe, who is a run coach at Run for PRs, as well as the head cross country and distance track coach at the University of Wisconsin River Falls. For his job as an outdoor track coach, the season has been called off and there will be no practices. So that's very different this year. First time that's ever really happened either. So I guess we're going to be talking today about all the things that you guys may be experiencing as runners and just as individuals in general. So first of all, let's talk about stress because runners love to use running as a stress reliever. And I just feel during this time, the stress level for a lot of people has just risen a lot. So Jason, have you been stressed out seeing the news and having everyone talk about everything and just like the whole conversation in general, has it stressed you out at all? And how has that impacted your training? Yeah. So I'm not a person that I would say typically gets super stressed, but I have felt a little bit sad at times just realizing like, I'm not going to see my athletes until, you know, August or we're not going to have any track meets at all, or I can't do any races myself. Um, but for me, it's more about just seeing not, not just how this has impacted like running and the running community. It's, it's really just everything and everyone. So like you mentioned, all the sacrifices that we have to make with closing schools and people working from home and, um, you know, some States moving to basically a lockdown where they can't go out to eat anymore. Um, certain restaurants and bars are closing. So I just think that it's kind of sad that we, you know, here in the Minneapolis area right now, we have, you can't go to the Mall of America, you can't go to the Science Museum or the zoo or any of that. So it's, it's just sad thinking about like how to pass the time. And for me, like those other things were ways that I could kind of take my mind off running and not be so into it all the time. Um, but now that those have been kind of taken away too, it's sort of like, well, what is there to think about? And when I go out on my runs now, I'm just kind of thinking about, um, one day at a time and just one mile at a time and just trying to do what I can, what, what I have control over. And eventually I know we'll, get, we'll all get to race again. Um, but the most recent, you know, announcement from the CDC was the whole two months of um, no gatherings larger than 50 people. So, you know, we assume that all races will be canceled in the U.S. until at least middle of May. So, Right. Yeah. I know some people, they are feeling a little bit sad. It is a little weird. You know, the whole idea of a social distancing, totally understand why um, they're doing it. And I think it's a really good um, thing that we can all do to take these preventative measures that have been put in place. But 
I think it can be, you know, mentally, it's a, it's a little sad. It's a little different, you know, being at home for an extended period of time, not being able to do your usual routine. You know, a lot of people were looking forward to their spring races and now, you know, that's kind of off the table for a lot of people. Um, and that can be a little bit of an adjustment. Like you were saying, um, it is a little weird, like pretty much one of the only things that we are able to do during this time, even just at least for now is, is still running outside. So like you were saying, sometimes it's like the only thing we have right now. And it's not like we can go to the mall or go to an event or, um, you know, go see a track meet or any of the things that we were doing previously to kind of take our mind off of our own specific running and I feel like we're really forced to kind of focus in on ourselves or just like our families and the things that are closest to us which can almost be like a blessing in disguise because I think we live in such a go 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 world where a lot of us never really have had to you know take a break take time off and I think it's really shocking to a lot of people because it's like we're constantly in this like frantic state of doing all these things, going to all these places. And then all of a sudden it's just like, it's all almost taken away from us, but it forces us to kind of recenter and refine and reground ourselves into like our foundation and the more like primitive parts of, you know, what kind of makes us tick. And it's cool that we're still able to run. Um, I think that can definitely be a benefit. But have you found during this time just with, you know, all the races being canceled and not being able to see people or talk to people, have it, has it been harder for you to like get out the door? Or do you find that you're more motivated? Or do you think people listening can kind of relate to both of those statements? Yeah, I think it's going to really depend on your situation. Like for me, I always ran with, with my team usually in a group. So it, it is different that now I'm running alone. But on the flip side, I get to kind of run at my preferred times now. So it works out, I guess, for my work-life balance a little bit better. But um, yeah, it's lonely when I'm out there. I haven't really lost motivation. Like I'm still motivated to get out every day and you know try to achieve my weekly mileage goals. But I can see how for some people this, you know, this whole last few weeks has started to probably derail your training or motivation. Or, you know, if, if, you know, I've had a few athletes say, well, I don't know what to do now, what race to sign up for, or what to keep training or how to keep training. And it's, you know, it is different now that when we think about, well, we're not doing this race. So what should we do with our training? And so, um, just remember that, you know, races will resume again and, you know, running's a cumulative sport. So we're going to just continue to get better and keep, keep adding fitness. Yeah, I think it can be a tough time. Like you said, I know you were always running with a group. You always ran with your team and you were able to run a lot more mileage because you were running with a group. And I think it can just like make the time go by faster. But, you know, with the social distancing that we're doing and all that stuff, um, it's not really recommended that you're going out and running in groups and all that stuff. So, you know, running by yourself, it, it's a different ball game. And I think it takes a little bit of a mental shift for people who are having to kind of remove themselves from their run clubs and their run groups. You know, they're not necessarily able to have that as a source of motivation and another thing that a lot of athletes are obviously experiencing is a lack of races and that can just be like a huge topic in and of itself I know we already did a previous podcast like what to do when your races get canceled on the technical side but really just thinking about you know that whole subject as a whole you know just because races got canceled that can be a huge source of motivation derailment for people um are you worried about some of your athletes uh maybe your track athletes that are just not going to find the same motivation to put in the work like they would have done during track season just because there's no races to do. And what would you have done? Let's say you were, you know, your senior year of, of college. Um, I know you, you were very close or you did go to nationals. Um, 
But how would that have changed your senior year, right? I mean, you probably wouldn't have gone out there and gotten as fit as you did. Um, So how do you stay motivated during this time when you're a really competitive person and I think you are motivated by races. So what do you do when that's just stripped from you? Yeah, I guess to to say I'd be a little more worried about the college athletes that I'm coaching as opposed to my run for PRs adult athletes just because, you know, they are used to training with a group and now that most of them went home, they're not getting those structured practices, they're not getting all those track meets on their calendar. Um and it is really hard to, you know, get to the next level in terms of improving their fitness without racing. So I I think everyone's going to be at a disadvantage going into next next cross country season in the fall, no matter where you are and what level, because most high schools are also canceling spring sports, but they may have a little bit of a season depending on where you're located in the U.S. But I'm really kind of worried for them because I, I know now that they're, they're, they're asked to go home and they're still essentially doing online school. So, um, yeah, and a lot of them may not see the value in getting out the door and they may not push themselves like they were when they have each other to, to work out with. Um, and if you're a senior, I especially think, you know, if, if you, you have nothing to train for for next year, you're, you're definitely going to be <laughs> probably um, your training is going to look a lot different. But for kids who are coming back, I think that, you know, I, I emailed my team and I just said, these are some things to help you with motivation. Um, you know, I can essentially still coach them until the summer. So I, I gave them a few options of things they can do to stay motivated. Like I told them I can set them up on training peaks or you know, they can join a group Strava and we can have a team account for Strava. So I think that those are some ways that they can stay motivated through online social community, much like we all do as adults. And I'm hoping that they just figure out how to kind of um, be, be more autonomy, create more autonomy with their own running so that it's not just always about, oh, I have to show up to practice. So I run it's no, I have to figure out when I'm going to get it into my day right now. And that's essentially what they're going to have to do when they're adults. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good perspective that you have with the college athletes and seeing how it kind of impacts them. And like you said, there is going to be a shift eventually for these college athletes when they go out in the real world, they're going to have to kind of figure out a different way to stay motivated. And I think even for athletes that we're coaching with run for PRs or just adults who are, you know, signed up for a marathon, like I was signed up for Boston. Now it's deferred until September. Um, it can be really hard to stay motivated with so much uncertainty, so many unknowns. And I can't imagine if I had really put in a solid training cycle and was really gunning after, you know, a PR and put, you know, everything on the line for my training. I can imagine that would be pretty, um, derailing for me or like, you know, it would be shocking. And I think for a lot of people, their motivation does stem from races because, you know, you put in the work, you want to see that result on race day. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, there are uncontrollable things that happen. And we really touched on this on our last episode where we talked about, you know, all these changes and all the cancellations is that no one's taking away your fitness. So the fitness is still there and no one's canceling running. So like you can still go out and run, but I think, you know, it still does affect you mentally, um, when your motivation kind of has to shift and change. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that um, and not to like just shoo it aside and say, yeah, just keep going out there and change or, or just keep going out there and do your training, even though, you know, this drastic thing happened. I think it's important to recognize that, you know, something did change and it's important to sense something did change. Maybe you also have to change part of your motivation. You have to change part of your mindset as a result of that. 
Um, And I think one thing that can really help is just remembering why you started remembering the benefits. Maybe that means writing those things down and keeping that close to you because sometimes we can be so focused during a marathon training cycle on that end race, that end goal. And when that's taken away, it can just seem like, oh my gosh, now what? I'm lost. And so it's really important to have that list in front of you of why you run and why it's important and just kind of be recentered and regrounded. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, during this time of change where everything's we're forced to slow down, it really brings us back to our roots. And so this is almost a time where you can reevaluate, why am I out there running? Why do I do this? And coming up with other motivational factors and really realizing, you know, you weren't just out there for just the race training. There were other reasons that you were there, but I think we get so focused on the race that we forget the other benefits to why we were out there in the first place. So Jason, what are some of the benefits that have helped you stay motivated over the years, um, even when you didn't have a race to train for? Yeah. And I was thinking about this too, is like, what can I share with my athletes to keep them motivated during this time? Um, And really for me, it's always been kind of uh, identifying short-term goals and then having those long-term goals in the back of my head too, kind of like, so for right now, for example, our short-term goals are going to be within the immediate few weeks here um, or months. So kind of looking at what do you want to accomplish this week? Maybe you want to run five or six days a week, something like that, something attainable, but that it's, it's going to challenge you and you're going to feel good about being able to achieve that. Um, if you set a goal that's you know, too high and you come up short, then that can derail motivation. So it always needs to be attainable. Um, and then if you accomplish that, those short-term goals, that should kind of align you for success um, in order to meet your long-term goals. So the long-term goal would be for maybe in the fall. So for those of you that just found out your marathons are getting postponed, that's kind of your, your long-term goal, maybe like six months out. And for my athletes, it's going to be the cross-country season. And so helping them kind of think about that every day, every week when they're training now, um, and kind of having them think about like what are their long-term goals like time-wise but also where do they want to be on the team and and I'm sure the same goes for most of us you know as our races are getting moved um, further into the year so right yeah and I mean even just going away from any sort of race-based goals um, besides just you know, in the future, you know, because there's so many unknowns right now. And one thing that's really central in my mind is some people just today, you know, it's Monday and after the CDC just aired that they don't want anyone to meet in groups for the next eight weeks. It's like, this. it's such a fluid situation. It's constantly changing. Like, let's say it continues to extend to the end of the year. Um, I want to make sure that people listening don't tie their motivation to any sort of races or team um, environment because I don't want them to be like let down again, um, for sure. So what are some other ways that someone can stay motivated or what are some factors that you've used over the years that aren't really related to groups or to races? Um, I think we did touch on this too before, but personal challenges for me has always been good. So, uh, just trying to, you know, maybe it goes back to running maybe every day for a week, or maybe it's, um, incorporating something different with your training that you haven't done in a while. So trying to sort of capitalize on your weakness, um, maybe getting out the door and finding like hilly routes, for example, or um, going to a track and doing some speed. So things like that. Um, for me, it's kind of like workouts. I like, I like to do track workouts. So just setting goals for myself because um, I always feel great after, especially after workouts. Um, there's just a, there's, you know, it's just a different feeling since, um, sense of accomplishment, your body's probably getting different, um, 
responses to, to what's going on. So obviously you're releasing more adrenaline and endorphins. So I like doing speed workouts. I think that that's a good way to kind of keep yourself motivated. Um, you could always set a time goal for yourself, like a time trial. But again, I wouldn't base it on necessarily other factors that can be taken away like races. Right. Yeah. I think those are all really good points. Um, it's just making sure it's not tied 100% to that race or to those group, um, levels. And I think, you know, just remembering that you're doing it for your health and wellness, especially during this time, you know, a lot of people are experiencing some, you know, form of anxiety or it's just, it's hard to be like cooped up in your house all day. And so getting out for that fresh air and being able to go on a run outside, you're getting that exposure to, you know, vitamin D, the sunshine, you're able to get some fresh air, which is super important, especially during this time. Um, the benefits of just going on a run, it boosts your immune system. Um, it's so good for, you know, your mental and your physical health. Um, it's just really important to continue to stay healthy if for no other reason than your actual health. Um, and so I think a lot of people, you know, forget about how important that part of it is. And so staying, staying motivated for that reason alone is huge. Um, I think like you touched on having those workouts, you know, I always like to do workouts twice a week if I'm not racing. Um, and I like to figure out what I like to do. I, it's hard. I I have a lot of people who are asking me, well, how do I stay motivated to keep doing long runs? How do I stay motivated to, you know, keep running all these miles? And I just would ask people to kind of reflect on what during this time, if it's really hard for you to stay motivated because of all these unknown circumstances and everything's changing, um, totally understand and very relatable. So what I would want you guys to do while you're kind of journaling why you run, you could also write down like, what are your top five things that you like to do within your runs? And what are the five things that you don't like to do? So maybe you love doing threshold workouts. Maybe you love steady states, progression runs, shorter runs. Maybe you like doing doubles. Maybe that's something you like to do. Um, and then there's the, the ones that you don't like to do. So let's say you don't like running long. Let's say you don't like running slow. Like you have to kind of pull them together, um, what you like and what you don't like. And then see what that kind of paints a picture of. How can you come up with a schedule every week to make it something that you're excited about? Because if you're just dreading the thought of your entire training schedule and you're like, I hate it, um, there's two things that could be going on. It could just be, you know, a little bit of burnout, but it also could just be you're not motivated by what you are setting yourself up to do because you're not emphasizing things that you like. And so sometimes I see people, you know, they sign up for a marathon and they're like, oh, I really don't want to do it. And I'm like, well, then why are you training for it? Right? So you want to train for something that excites you. Um, and if you don't get excited by your training plan, it's time to kind of reassess what you're doing and look at all the variables because there's so many different ways to create a training plan that you can get excited about. And I think especially during this time, it's important to do things that you like to do because you're in a time where motivation is probably going to be harder now than during other times. And so it's really important to focus on the things that you like doing, continue to bring you, you know, joy and happiness and all the other parts can kind of come back into play once you have that, you know, race motivation coming back in. Um, so, you know, just giving yourself that mental break to enjoy your running and do the things that you like are really important. Um, I know we're doing a, some virtual races, so that's another source of motivation that people can use. And I guess, you know, talking about running outside and going outside for runs, do you ever think that there is going to be like a ban 
on going outside or I know you have one athlete that was in Kuwait and they completely like shut down running for outside is that have you and I know in Spain they did the same thing yeah I don't I guess I'm not too aware of what other countries are doing I've heard so many experts in the U.S. doctors on TV they're you know they're saying like it's good to get outside and get that fresh air but I think the concern is like if you're around other people so I don't think running alone is ever going to be banned um but you know I could I could be wrong if that happens I mean then we're all going to be looking for ordering treadmills I guess so <laughs> but um I, I'm hopeful that 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 won't we won't get to that level of of uh, enforcement but um, I think they may encourage just kind of doing alone act- activities alone outside so you're not running with other people. Um, but yeah, I really liked all the, the advice that you gave because, you know, it made me think about like, you know, identifying what, what makes you tick in terms of your own running. I think that that can help generate a lot of internal motivation. And sometimes we struggle when we go through phases where we lack internal or, uh, motivation. I think that that's so important, especially, um, to be at our best in terms of racing well. So I think this is a great time to kind of regenerate some internal motivation through all of those ideas that you gave. So um, I might come up with my own list right now and get creative with workouts for myself. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it's important to keep those things in mind. Like you don't have to always be training for a specific race. You don't always have to be, oh, reaching for a marathon, doing a a long run, doing all those things. Um, There's different ways to frame up your training. And I know... You know, a lot of this talk about finding motivation and how motivation shifts, it takes me back to, you know, three years ago when I was pregnant with um, <clears throat> Chase. It was like my motivation prior to that was so race focused. Like I always had to have a race in the calendar, always had to be trained for a marathon, and I always had race after race, and that was just my thing for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get pregnant and you're not really able to compete um, at the same level. I mean, I, obviously, I still did races, I did half marathons, but just knowing that I was never going to actually run a PR, I wasn't able to give it my quote unquote all. Cause even if I did, it's like the times weren't showing for it. So it's just a different, everything shifts, um, things change. And I think that was the first time for me where as a runner, I was really forced to be like, okay, I have to find a different source of motivation because, you know, just training for these races, it's not going to cut it because I'm nowhere near, you know, running a PR. I'm getting slower every day, getting bigger every day. And while it's a different situation, it, it really was very similar with a change of motivation. Um, so instead of tying my motivation to a race, I would tie it to just trying to stay healthy, right? Like, I mean, the biggest thing for people, it's like, I just want to stay active. And I know a lot of people don't like to say that because if you would have told me that four years ago, that my my motivation shifted to just being active, I would have been like, well, yeah, obviously, duh. But you have to really focus on what it is at the core um, and just really remembering that and reminding yourself that you're doing this for your health and you're really fortunate to be able to run and to run as far as you probably do. Um, you're probably, I mean, most people listening, you're probably in the top 10% for, you know, health in the entire U S and don't take that for granted. I mean, you've worked really hard to get to that point and you should be very proud of kind of where you're at and just cruising into maintenance mode and enjoying um, the fitness that you've developed for yourself. Cause I know that there are so many people around the world in the U S who would like do anything to be able to have the ability to run like three miles without stopping, you know, or six miles without stopping. And the fact that like we can go out there and do that every single day 
is amazing. I mean, we're already at such a high level where it's just like, all you got to do is just maintain what you have. Um, and that's just such a huge benefit to you. And keeping that in mind and keeping things in perspective is really cool, I think. Um, but yeah, so I guess <laughs> kind of shifting things a little bit. Uh, well, I've gotten a lot of questions, you know, our last podcast, we talked about how we're going to be doing these virtual races, the first one starting this weekend, um, with a 5k and I've gotten a lot of questions about, you know, how they work, what's the point, um, all those sort of things. So I guess the first question I will ask Jason, have you ever done a virtual race before? And what were your thoughts on virtual races? Tell me honestly, um, before we, before all of this happened. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I, I don't ever recall doing like a virtual race where they actually have you, um, submit a time and then they like, you know, put a list of results together. So nothing too formal. I've, I've participated in one where they say, yeah, join this challenge and then run however many miles on this day. But so essentially this will be kind of our first one and it'll be really exciting to see, you know, who participates. And I know some have very strict, like rules where, you know, like for some of your races in your towns, maybe they got canceled or they moved to a virtual race. So they may want you to submit like proof of your route or something. Whereas I don't think we're that serious here um, for ours. So we're just going to have you fill out a form and submit your name and your time. And, you know, it should be a 5k for this first one. So, you know, we assume that you're going to be honest. And, um, but for some, they may want like a screenshot of the map or the splits or whatever. And I think it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun just to see kind of to feel like you're part of something to see like so many people did the same thing on that same day. And so it's going to be fun to do uh, some different distances too, as we go, starting with the 5k and we'll get longer, but haven't really done one. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, even when I created them myself or thought about doing this, I have never done a virtual race. I have put one on before for athletes, maybe about three and a half years ago. Um, I, I know people who've done virtual races, you know, people who've done virtual, like it's a very, it's a, it's a common thing. They're becoming more common, but I never thought, you know, I was going to be in this situation where it's like every race got canceled. Right. So you're not, there's not a lot of options available to runners. And so that's really what spurred it on. Um, I really, I, I feel bad for people who have their races canceled. And I think just having these virtual races as a way to like come together and unite under this chaos of, you know, all the races being canceled, it just gives us like that camaraderie, even if it's on an online forum of everyone kind of going out there doing the same thing and unifying together um, because we're not really allowed to do that on the roads right now. So, you know, having all this technology like strong. Facebook and everything, it allows us to really connect and feel like we're going through this all together. And it'll help you when you're in your race to think of other people and to think other people are doing it. So it's a way to build that community on an online basis. And, you know, I had a couple of people comments or give me feedback on social media about virtual races, or they were just generally confused on why we're doing them, or um, maybe just had, you know, negative connotations associated with it and pretty much what I would say to that is you know this is a time of social distancing and there aren't any other options available and for a lot of us um you know there haven't been races so in Minnesota Wisconsin the last race is typically a turkey trot which I participated in so that was about four or five months ago um on Thanksgiving and even on that day there was a sheet of ice across the road so I mean really was an ideal race conditions 
The last time I raced when there wasn't snow was in October. So we're talking almost, you know, six months ago now. So it's, it's tough when you haven't raced in six months and, you know, spring is here and it's like, there's not any other options. So we thought, you know, the next best thing, obviously we would prefer to, you know, run in person, but the next best thing is a virtual race. And then you're still able to do the social distancing and you're still able to follow all the rules, but you're able to have that sense of unity and community. Um, the next question, obviously that I got a lot of was how do you know if people are going to cheat and all that stuff. So I guess going back to the root cause of like why we're doing this, um, and just having that respect for it. Um, it's definitely an on your honor. Like, obviously we're not going to go through everyone's file and just like, you know, analyze, of course, I'm keeping tabs and looking and I am aware of like where most people's fitness levels are at. So if I see something fishy, like, we're going to address it. But I think the biggest thing is being honest and trusting that other people are going to be honest. And that's how it all kind of falls. Even, you know, in small races, like I've done races before that were 26.2 miles and there was one mat on the entire course. Majority of the course, there were no volunteers. It's an honor system. Um, anyone can, can cut courses, go to marathoninvestigation.com. Every single day, this guy comes up with people who have cheated in marathons. And these are like in-person events. And for years and years and years, people were getting away with this stuff. But as technology advances, they're able to catch more people. So I think, you know, in a virtual situation, you're actually probably going to be able to catch cheaters a little bit easier because obviously you have to have a Strava file. Um, we are able to, you can look people up. Like if you see someone runs like a super fast time, you copy paste, look at athletes. If it doesn't add up, there's just, there's just a lot of things that are out there and available. So I would say, don't really worry too much about that. Be honest with yourself. Um, and that's just really what it's all about. And I guess the next set of questions that people want to know is how do you like come up with a route and what about stoplights? How does that work? Should you pick like a loop? Should you go to a place without stoplights? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question. It, it's going to depend on where you live and what you have available to you and what type of course entices you. So if you want it to be pancake flat or downhill, then you're going to have to plan it out and maybe do a point to point or um, you could find a looped course where you know it's closed or through a park or a trail. But just make sure that yeah, you're taking into consideration intersections, stop signs, and stoplights so that you you don't have to you know all of a sudden come to a halt in the middle of your of your virtual race, and that can be frustrating even in, even in a workout. I don't like having that happen to me if I'm doing threshold um, training or faster. So I make sure I'm kind of always planning for my routes for workouts. So um, and if you want to go do it at a track, I think that might be one of your fastest um, you know places you could pick if you have access to an outdoor track, but for that, just go off of um, the track distance. I'd probably shut the Garmin off. So, you know, 12 and a half laps is a 5K, and it should be marked on the track starting line and, and then the, and the finish line. So, um, yeah, I haven't really decided where, where I'll do it yet. I'm planning to participate, but probably just going to do either kind of an out-and-back loop or out-and-back stretch where I know it's, you know, no cars, no nothing to worry about as far as stop signs or stoplights. Um, or I might go to the track. We'll see. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of options to do. Track distance is always accurate. I think measuring things out beforehand or doing a route that you know you're not going to be forced to stop is really good. Um, if you are forced to stop, that's fine too. But just try to you know come up with a route that's the easiest logistically for you to 
you know, have your race. Um, and another thing a lot of people were asking about, uh, is I'm, I'm kind of blanking on this one. I totally don't even remember what I was going to say. I have something else to say. So about kind of doing this race on your own, it becomes obviously like a time trial. So, you know, the reason we do this is because it's actually good for mental toughness and, um, it's good to go through the whole process of racing, like doing like your morning routine and the bathrooms and um, your warm up. And your warm up should be very important, especially you're only running a 5K. So you probably want to get a decent warm up in because you're going to be running fast. Um, now, in a couple of weeks, if, we, if you do the half virtual half, then maybe your warm up isn't as important if you're going to be starting slower. But, you know, I plan on doing a couple mile warm up with some drills, some fast accelerations, that sort of thing, just so that I feel ready. And then, you know, your, your, your mind and body kind of get in that race mindset too, that, that mentality. And we've all probably been in races before where we are by ourselves for long stretches of the race. So I think that th- this will just be a good way to, um, you know, keep us from getting rusty so that when we do go back to racing, um, it's not like we haven't raced in eight months or whatever. So I think this will be good for people and um, just to go through those motions in the morning. Yeah, I was almost like laughing when you said, I think all of us have been alone in a race before when I don't think a lot of people necessarily have, just depending on what races you've done. Um, I think Jason was speaking from experience having to lead a race by himself or when you're one of the top couple people in a race, it's like, yeah, you're, you're alone for a little bit of it. Um, but when you're completely alone, you know, doing this time trial, doing this virtual race, it, it's a little bit different. Your races are probably going to be, it's going to be maybe a little slower because you don't have that race day adrenaline. Uh, yeah. And someone did ask like, how do I stay motivated to push myself during the, the virtual race? And it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, listen to some pump up tunes, you know, like get, get a playlist going, get, get pumped up. Um, if you're a coffee drinker, if you're, if you're someone who has the caffeine before, like take it get in your little race day outfit right like get get your four percents on like order those nike vapor flies um but yeah using all of the things that you would on race day like make it like an actual race don't just kind of like judge through it um upload a photo like tell people what you're gonna do like get pumped about it right so like get in a good headspace before like tell your spouse like you know if you're trying to like have a clear head before you go out there be like deal with the kids for a little bit I gotta like focus for a quick five minutes before I start you know you gotta get in that right mindset um because this is a serious race right like you gotta treat it very seriously and you know it's a time trial so it gives you that chance to kind of change your paces. You know, a lot of people, it's been six months since you raced and you're looking forward to that, you know, change in VDOT score. You want to have those new paces. So going out there, finding a route that excites you, finding clothes that excite you, getting out there and doing your thing. Um, that being said, you know, pushing hard at the end is definitely a lot harder when you're alone. Um, so what I would suggest, try finding a tailwind, try finding like a downhill finish Whatever you can do to kind of stay motivated there. I mean, those things really motivate me. So maybe they would help you too. Um, But yeah, new race day outfit. There's so many things. And you can order those things online. You know, you can order Nike shoes online. Order some new Lululemon online. I don't know. Whatever gets you motivated. Do it. Treat it like a real race. Um, And good things are going to happen. And then once you're done, kind of reward yourself. You know, do what you would normally do after a race. Um, Have a celebratory glass of wine. Like, drink mimosas, you know, like 
even though you're on lockdown and in your house, you can still do fun things for yourself. You know, take that Epsom salt bath, do all the things. So I hope that this kind of helped people get motivated to do a virtual time trial or just to train a little bit on your own. Um, we're all in the same boat. Like everyone here is wishing that you know things were a little bit different this spring but you know you can't control what's happening you can only control how we're responding to it so you know running alone getting some good playlists get a good podcast find motivation in a different way one thing that really motivates me is just every day or not every day every week I set a weekly mileage goal like I'll be like I need to run at least x miles and that'll be like my very minimum right And so then every day I can just chip away at that. And that's something that really motivates me. I'm very motivated by numbers. Um, Maybe some people you're motivated by something else. Like I'm going to get through this podcast on this run. I'm going to get through, you know, this whole playlist on this run or finding a new route. Uh, There's so many ways. And so don't, don't feel too sad about, you know, races being canceled because no one's taking your fitness away. You're still able to run and good things are going to happen. So just know that this is temporary and we're all going to get through it together. So if you have any questions or you need, you know, some motivation, like a run coach, a plan to help you stay on track, you can visit our website, www.runforprs.co, and we can chat more and get you set up right away. Thanks for listening.